Hello all, this is Libby and I'm going to be talking about the work of William Harvey and the Great Plague. William Harvey was an English physician who was born in 1578. He studied medicine in Padua, which is in Italy, and was particularly interested in physiology. He was the physician for the English king, kings James I and Charles I. Harvey challenged Garland's understanding of blood and how it circulated around the body. He thought that blood circulated around the body. This view was different to Garland's view that new blood was made in the liver and used as fuel. Harvey used valves to show that blood could only flow one way in the body, and he thought that too, that too much blood was in the body to be continually created as fuel. He showed that the heart was a pump for the blood in the body. When Harvey first published his theory, he was ridiculed. Professional opinion did change, but it took a lot of time and lots of doctors continued to use bloodletting, despite Harvey showing it would not be effective. This highlights the limited impact of one individual. Although Harvey made this major discovery, his ideas needed to be accepted by the medical community. Harvey's theory implied that bloodletting was a counterproductive or ineffective method of treatment. But this continued for many years, as doctors didn't know what else to do. Despite his discoveries, Harvey did not understand why blood needed to circulate around the body, and why blood in arteries and veins was different. His theory of circulation were the first stage towards blood transfusions becoming possible to save people's lives. In 1901, the discovery of blood groups made blood transfusions successful. And in 1661, after Harvey had died, a microscope was developed. This microscope showed that veins and arteries were linked by capillaries. So let's look back on these later discoveries around the circulation of blood. We know that Harvey's theory of circulation was the first major discovery to allow blood transfusions. We know that blood groups were discovered in 1901 and that Harvey's theory implied that bloodletting was a counterproductive method of treatment. Okay, so the Great Plague in 1665. In 1665, the bubonic plague reappeared in Britain. The epidemic killed 100,000 people, which is almost 25,000 of London's population at the time. People still blamed miasma or dirty air or supernatural slash religious causes, such as God's will, just like they did in the Black Death in medieval times. Remedies for the plague included bloodletting through leeches, smoking, using animals such as frogs or snakes to draw out the poison, or moving to the countryside. In 1666, the plague seemed to be ending. Some people think that the Great Fire of London, which was in 1666, killed a lot of the bacteria, causing the plague and helping to end the epidemic. There were some significant improvements in the 317 years between the Black Death and the Great Plague. People recognised the connection between dirt and disease in, in uh, 1665 when the Great Plague was, whereas they didn't in 1348. Local governments were also more organised, quarantine was more effective, bodies were collected and buried at least six foot deep in plague pits, and trade stopped and communal gatherings were banned the England-Scotland border was also closed. People were also locked in their houses to stop the disease from spreading.
Plague doctors wore special suits to protect them against miasma. They had moss stuffed with aromatic herbs to stop the bad air from reaching them. This was not based on correct science, but luckily the suits probably helped to reduce the spread of the plague. Local governments in special suits helped to deal with the plague better, but nobody really understood why it had happened or what caused it. So, we know that the difference about the plague doctors was that they wore special suits. And just to recap again on our, how the Great Plague and the Black Death were different, was that people now recognised the connection between dirt and disease, local governments were more organised, and people were locked in their houses to stop the disease from spreading. So as we learnt at the beginning about William Harvey and his theory of blood circulation, when he first published his theory, it, it was ridiculed, which goes to show how one person is very difficult to make a change in understanding. So, despite his discoveries, as I just said, Harvey did not understand. Um, despite his discoveries, Harvey did not understand why blood needed to circulate around the body and why blood in arteries and veins was different. Now we know through the use of microscopes that capillaries is how the arteries and the veins connect. So, to look back at the remedies that were treat, treated or were used to treat the Great Plague, there was bloodletting through leeches the Great Fire of London in 1666, using animals such as frogs or snakes to draw out the poison, moving to the countryside or smoking. And again, just thinking about William Harvey again, what he showed about the heart was that it was a pump for the blood as opposed to the liver producing blood as a fuel. So that's everything that we're going to look at in, and that brings the med medical renaissance in England to a close. Thank you very much for listening. If you found this episode useful and want to learn two times faster for free, head over to SenecaLearning.com or click the link in the bio to revise all your exam subjects for free.